Hey, top of the day to you. We have made it to March. A a great month. January, February. In our back pockets, we got spring to look forward to. Time changes this month. Matter of fact, I was reading an article earlier. Hold on just a second. Earlier today that uh, said that meteorologists, they, they pretty much, even though March 20th is the first day of spring, and, and it is, but uh, as far as meteorologists go, March 1st is considered their first day. I, I, like, I like March 1st. It's going to be a nice day here in Arkansas. We're going to be, uh, what, 70s today, I believe? Yeah, 74. 77 tomorrow, 78 on Thursday, 75 on Friday. 70s all through the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, though. A chance of rain, obviously. Going to drop back into the 50s, but we're going to rebound, so... Hopefully, this last mess of uh, snow and ice was the uh, last one. No more. Not until next winter. At least uh, keep your fingers crossed. Man, I did something the other day. I haven't done it in a couple of years. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, I got a rotator cuffs on both of my shoulders. Over the last, I don't know, five or ten years, I've noticed that, uh, well, as I get older, they get weaker. And I have, uh, I have, uh, first time I noticed I had a, my first experience with rotator cuff was I was laying in bed one day and my granddaughter came running in and I reached over and went to pull her up on the bed and, hello, my, my rotator cuff didn't agree. And it seems like I did it another time, too, on my left shoulder. Now, maybe I'm thinking my elbows, because I went, I go through tennis elbow every once in a while, too. I'm just falling apart. But uh, the other day, Saturday, I think it was, I took the trash out, you know, kitchen trash, you know, plastic bag, took it out, and I came back into the uh, kitchen, reached down under the sink where we keep our plastic trash bags, pulled it out, and you know you got to take them apart, and then you know do the to get to get it uh, inflate or whatever, so you can put it in. Man, I did that, and 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 this uh, rotator cuff went not bad, but it told me, hey, <laughs> you've got problems, and I've been nursing that for the last several days because I plan on going to the lake this afternoon, and I cast, you know, I'm left-handed. I cast with my left, retrieve with my right. But luckily, I can also cast with my right, and just I've got friends that that do this, and I've even watched the pros on TV. They do it too. Uh, they got right hand retrieve. They'll cast with their right hand, take the you know the cast, then they'll put the rod and roll in their left hand and retrieve it. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Why don't you just? But anyway, that that's the way it goes. I'm kind of. Bass backwards anyway when it comes to that stuff. I uh, I write with my left hand. My left hand is my predominant hand, but I do a lot of things with my right. I'm not totally ambidextrous, you know. Forget about writing with my right hand, but uh, it is what it is. Anyway, uh, today, topics today, Q&A day here on the uh, Freight Broker TV video podcast. And the topic Q&A is you'll find that on a YouTube video upcoming. If you are a Taltoa client and you want to watch, well, log into the FBTV Insider. 
The FBTV Insider uh, allows you. We got to put that up, don't we? There we go. Now, now we're now we're happening. <laughs> uh, the FBTV Insider is an uh, area for Taltoa clients where you can log in, have access to the on-demand material, as well as your review area for every training session that we conduct with you. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we have the FBTV Insider where we put up all of our public and client-only content, and the FBTV Video Podcast is client-only. Now, the podcast, the audio version of the podcast, you can pick up on your favorite uh, podcasting app, be it Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. And uh, But the video portion of the podcast, if you want to watch, only available to uh, Tautoa clients. Tautoa. Just so you know, Tautoa, if you didn't already, we are a consulting firm, transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. We specialize in working with freight brokers, freight broker agents, uh, carriers. And, you know, if you're thinking about becoming a broker, maybe you want to start out as an agent, whatever, I recommend checking out our website, tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Our YouTube channel is Freight Broker TV. We've got videos galore up there. Tons of them. And if that... Don't answer your question. Call me, 479-668-0838. Okay, like I said a moment ago, it's Tuesday, March 1st. Today is Fat Tuesday. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Pancake Day 2, and it's also Daggum That's Good Day. <laughs> I'm all in for Daggum That's Good. Fuel prices, eh, do we really want to talk about it? You know, the fuel prices have been nuts for the last 13 months, 14 months now, I guess. It's just uncalled for because the government capped domestic production, making us buy oil that we don't have to. We should be self-reliant. You know, that, that it just makes no sense. And then you got the Ukraine-Russia thing on top of that, and that's not helping. Diesel's up 4.9 cents this week, up to 4.10 per gallon. Gasoline uh, up almost 8 cents a gallon this week, up to uh, $3.60. Will it ever end? I'm afraid it's probably going to be another three years. Today's the uh, State of the Union address. And I tell you one thing, I would not want to be President Biden today. I would not want to have to give that State of the Union because it's it's pretty sad. You know, you got the Ukraine deal, you got the coronavirus, you got the convoy headed to D.C. I mean, you got the perfect storm going on right now. And how about that up in Canada? Have you seen those videos of Canada? where those uh, wreckers came in and they towed the trucks off. And the uh, owners of the trucks, they're picking them up now. And these tow companies. Now, this is what gets me. They are truckers, too, in their own right. They left the windows down to fill up with snow. It just seemed like they were doing stuff to... 
to be confrontational without being there. You know, I mean, the, the, these trucks, you, the videos on YouTube, look at them. They're, they're full of snow. You know, like, the, the record companies did not care at all. That was pretty sad because, I, you know, I, I, in the beginning, the tow companies were, uh, you know, no, we're not going to haul those off. We're not going to do it. No, they're our brothers. Well, apparently, not too brotherly. Now, I'm not saying every tow company did that, but uh, uh, there was a few of them that did it. And you, you can find the video on YouTube. All right, today's impossible question. <laughs> I like this. The average woman begins to regret this in about 70 minutes. What is it? The average woman begins to regret this in about 70 minutes. What is it? <laughs> no, it's not saying I do. I guess possibly, but that's not what we're looking for. All right, if you're a driver, you're, you're, you're uh, in the truck out there on the road, CB, uh, CBSA road check inspection blitz, the 72-hour uh, road check is coming up May 17th through 19th. And on that note, I-95, if you're out there on I-95 starting today, FMCSA has announced that additional police will be uh, on I-95 as part of a multi-state traffic enforcement effort aimed at reducing commercial vehicle crashes. According to the uh, FMCSA, from March 1st through 3rd, police in multiple states will increase patrols along the uh, Southeast 95 corridor as part of Operation Safe Drive. During the uh, Safe Drive enforcement period that's going on today through the 3rd, law enforcement is going to be on the lookout for violations committed by both passenger and commercial motor vehicles and include uh, monitoring for aggressive driving, speeding, tailgating, uh, failing to wear safety belts, so on and so forth. All right. So if you're on I-95, even if you're in an automobile, be, you, you've been warned. All right. All right. Now, this is, uh, like I say, it's uh, what? Uh, March 1st. If you're having a birthday today, I, I, if you're having a birthday today, <laughs> you're probably well known. Because today, man, it, it was packed with uh, movie stars and such. And the one I'm going to lead off with, it's not a movie star, but you're going to recognize the name. Today, in 1895, Edmund Fitzgerald was born. Now, you know Edmund Fitzgerald as being the ship that sunk in Lake Superior. And the song was wrote about it. But no, that the Edmund Fitzgerald, the ship, it was named after Edmund Bacon. Probably pronounced it Bacon Fitzgerald. As a matter of fact, he lived in 2013. He was born in 1926. He was an American business executive from Wisconsin and a key figure in bringing Major League Baseball back to Milwaukee uh, in the form of the Brewers back in the 70s. So he's pretty well loved. Also born this day, back in 1904, Glenn Miller, Donna Shore, 1917. Harry Carey was born on this day in 1920. Robert Clary. Now, that name may not sound familiar to you, but it, this will. He was LeBeau in Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, he's, he's still with us, 96. Robert Conrad. Remember him? 
Remember old Robbie Conrad, Robert, Wild Wild West, Baba Black Sheep? He was born on this day back in 1935. Matter of fact, a lot of people remember him from this. I dare you to knock this off. I dare you to compare anybody's batteries, anybody's, with alkaline power cells. Try to beat them for long life. You know what? You can't. When you want long-lasting energy, you can't buy a longer-lasting, all-purpose power system than gold, red, and black alkaline power cells from EverReady. Come on. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. Remember that? He, he, everybody used to make fun of that. That was, what, 78? 1978, when the, those EverReady commercials were pretty hot. Daisy Duke is having a birthday today. She was born in this state back in uh, 1954. Obviously, I'm talking about Catherine Bach. Ron Howard, his birthday's today. Do I need to say more? Andy Griffith Show, happy days. That's just acting. You know, if we were talking about his uh, directing, we'd be here for another 30, 45 minutes. Tim Daly, he was Joe Hackett in Wings. He was also in uh, Madam Secretary, right? You know, they had... Uh, him and uh, Tia Leon, I think that was her name. Uh, she was the uh, Madam Secretary. They were married on the show, and they are uh, hitched in real life, too. Pretty neat, huh? Let's see here. Today in history, Ohio became the 17th U.S. state. Nebraska became the 37th U.S. state. This is back in uh, 1803 and 1867, respectfully. 1872, Congress authorized the creation of Yellowstone National Park. 1912, Albert Berry made the first parachute jump over Jefferson, Missouri. Something I heard a long time ago. If at first you don't succeed, so much for skydiving. 1913, boy, this is going to take all the steam out of my cell or wind out of my cell because it kind of ticks me off. Federal income tax takes effect according to the 16th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution back on this day 109 years ago. Not a big fan. Not a big fan at all. But anyway, who is, right? Uh, 1932, uh, the Lindbergh baby was kidnapped. 1961, Mattel places Ken dolls on sale as Barbie's boyfriend. That would not happen today. 1961, President Kennedy established the Peace Corps. 1962, the first Kmart opened. I, I used to like Kmart back in the day. I remember... You know, as a kid, we'd be going to the lake or something. We'd swing by Kmart. They had a little deli inside. And they made some of the best Subway sandwiches. Now, that's back in the day, I know, but uh, you just don't find them like that anymore. Let's see, what else? Uh, in this date, back in 1969, Mickey Mantle announced his retirement from baseball. Those are all things that were going on on this day back uh, in the years past. All right, let's get to his Q&A. been teasing that a little bit. Where did my notes go? Q&A. 
Q&A. Got some uh, questions here that people have sent in asking for answers or our recommendations or whatever. Dave from Wyoming, how much can I expect to make as a freight broker agent? Dave, that's a pretty good question because the honest answer is nobody can tell you that. I can tell you commissions. If you're going to be a freight broker agent, commissions, I've seen it as low as 40%, and I've seen it as high as 75 and 80%. But don't let those uh, numbers fool you. Uh, what I'm getting at, it depends on what kind of volume you're doing. Okay, depends on what kind of freight volume you're doing. Are you moving loads? Because you're not going to be making money unless you move loads. And that's where the uh, you're going to be paid on load net. You're going to make a commission out of that load net. Uh, we've talked about this before in other videos, uh, but real quick, load net is the difference between what the customer paid you to move a load and what you actually paid the truck. So if you had a customer, they agreed to pay you $2,000 to move a load from point A to point B, and uh, you had a customer, or you found a truck, rather, and agreed to pay the truck, what, $1,500? Uh, again, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air. Your net on that load would be $500. So you would make a commission out of that 500. Now standard commission in the industry on average, you're pretty much looking at 60%. So if you were on a 60% commission schedule, your commission on that $500 net load would be $300. Now let's break down this commission schedule a bit. Yeah. On, on average standard is pretty much 60%. I have seen contracts as low as 40%, uh, but it's always pretty much been my uh, experience that if it's a 40% contract, the agent isn't actually contracting onto a broker. They're contracting onto an agent of the broker, so essentially they're going to be the sub-agent. So the uh, agent may be doing 60%, maybe paying the uh, sub-agent. 40%, so they're making a 20% override off that agent's work. Now, when you get up there to 75, 80% type commission schedules, read the fine print. Usually, when you've got commissions that high, the brokerage, they're using it just to brag about, but they're never going to pay it. Uh, they will if you meet it, you know, meet their uh, uh, qualifications for getting to that level, but it's, you know, you, you're going to have to hit certain levels. And, and to be able to get there, man, you're going to have to jump through hoops. Now, you know, how much can you make? Yeah, you know, you can make, uh, when, when you get the ball rolling, you get on the other side of the startup period, you're focused on what is making you money. Yeah, of course, you can get up there being six-digit income level. Generally, I tell people, give yourself a couple of years to get there. You know, first year, you've got to focus on building the business. you got to focus on getting a customer base, uh, getting a quantity of loads available so you can start focusing on what makes you money. That takes time. Okay, that's why you don't just start brokering tomorrow and, you know, make $1,000 a week next week. It just don't work that way. You've got to build your business. As a freight broker agent, you are an independent contractor. You have to get your your own customers, get your own loads, and find trucks to move those loads. That's why you're able to make the big bucks. That's why you're able to make six-digit incomes as a broker agent. But, again, it takes a little bit of time to get there. Dave, I hope that helps you out. Cindy in Nevada, 
I know I need to do my due diligence, but I'm a little confused about the carrier's insurance. Can you explain? Well, most carriers, when they send you over their carrier packet, it's going to include their insurance cord, A-C-O-R-D. Whenever you hear anyone talking about a cord, that's generally what they're talking about. Uh, proof of insurance. A tracking company by law must have a minimum of $750,000 auto liability and a minimum of $10,000 cargo. Now, you may be thinking, well, wow, that's not a lot. You're right, it's not. That's why most carriers will be will have a million dollars of auto liability and $100,000 worth of cargo. So that's the first thing you want to check on. Now, Cindy, if you get a cord from a trucking company and maybe it's got cargo 10000 I always tell my clients, look at the zeros, count the zeros. Make sure there are enough zeros behind the one, because you'd be surprised just glancing at ten thousand and a hundred thousand. If you're just glancing, it, it can kind of look the same. So look, make sure you look at the cargo. Make sure it's a hundred thousand dollars. Now you may be saying, why would any trucking company have ten thousand? <laughs> Good point. <clears throat> well, most trucking companies will not have ten thousand, but if you get an Accord that shows ten thousand, generally it's because that trucking company they're not trucking 12 months out of the year they're doing something else for half a year or whatever uh farming ranching whatever yeah they may farm for six months out of the year and they may truck for the other six okay when the farming operation goes down well when they're farming for those six months they're going to reduce their overhead to next to nothing yet keep their insurance active so they keep their authority active you know the carrier authority so if you get an accord and it shows minimums on there, again, minimum uh, auto liability is going to be 750 cargo 10,000, and you get that, just call the trucking company. That's all you need to do. You know, hey, buddy, <laughs> you're going to have to get this insurance up. Nine times out of ten, they're going to say, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, we just came back into operation. Had that happen just a few months ago, actually. Uh, five minutes later, uh, it was taken care of, had the new insurance accord in hand. Uh, that was a uh, million dollar auto liability, 100,000 cargo. Now, a lot of brokers today, they require that the trucking company also, in addition uh, to auto liability as well as cargo, carry general liability insurance of a million dollars. More times than not, when you're setting up a new carrier, you'll find that that trucking company already has that much insurance. Okay. Uh, they'll have that general liability is what I'm getting at, in addition to their auto liability. The reason they have it is simply because their customer requires it. Occasionally, you may come across a smaller trucking company that doesn't have it. Okay, By law, they're not required to have it. But uh, more and more, I'm seeing brokers move to requiring the trucking company to have that million general liability in addition to the auto and the uh, cargo, just to have that warm and fuzzy feeling inside. Now, you may be saying, well, why wouldn't they, smaller carrier have it anyway? Well, because it costs money. Liability, is, liability insurance is where insurance gets expensive. You're talking about general liability. Uh, if a trucking company doesn't have their own customers, probably have no reason to have it because nobody's told them to have it. So, you know, it's totally up to you if you required it or not.
All right, Cindy, hope that helps you out. If you have, have any other questions, feel free to call me. I'll give you all that information in a moment. Paul in Ohio, he says, I'm a new broker and want to add agents. Any advice? Absolutely. Paul, make sure you can broker freight yourself. Before you start adding agents, you need to have a book of business yourself. You need to have, you don't want to be you don't want to be a broker and not know anything about brokering. And you know, uh, have a uh, start hiring people to run your brokerage. Man, they'll take you to the cleaners. I'm not saying people are bad, but you're not you're you're just not going to know what to look for. You're not going to know what to watch out for, what to expect. Things of that nature. Make sure first and foremost that you understand brokering, that you've you've brokered loads. You know what it takes to find customers. You know how to uh, sell loads to trucking companies. You know how to negotiate. You know how to you know how you know the business. You know, think of it this way. You, you know, you're not going to go out here and buy a truck, a big truck, without knowing anything about uh, trucking. You see, and I know some people do that, but they figure out real quick, man, I wish I would have known something about trucking. <laughs> That's the way that goes. All right. Uh, we, my, again, I'm Mike, and I'm the lead consultant at Tautoa, and we help clients all the time. You know, be it freight brokers, freight broker agents, trucking companies, whatever, check out our website. If you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, you're a trucking company looking to add revenue, uh, more revenue to your current operation. Check us out, Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Uh, you can call me, 479-668-0838. Now, here's something. This is, this is spooky. If uh, you may have seen this, maybe you haven't, but uh, this is uh, up in Massachusetts. This video was released by the, uh, uh, I, I guess it's the Massachusetts uh, State Police or whatever. Uh, you're not, uh, this, just, this floor, watch this, there it goes, watch, watch the bridge, here it comes, oh my gosh, that is a big truck, 53 foot trailer it looked like, flying off the bridge, going into, uh, the water. I got a call on the line right now saying that there's a, uh, a truck trailer, one across two lanes of traffic and it ended up in the water, it's, uh, northbound at the, uh, the bike arm ramp. That's the actual police call. That's amazing. Anyway, uh, apparently the driver was all right. I mean, this truck flew off that bridge, uh, uh, cab first, right into the water, trailer right behind. just crazy. An incident took place this past Saturday. Uh, this past Saturday up where? Uh, Weston, Massachusetts. The truck was hauling U.S. mail at the time of the crash. According to USPS, the disposition of any mail on board will be determined by the postal inspect- inspectors once their investigation is complete. Man, that water had to be cold, too. Look, there's ice. Holy smoke. Uh... While the cause of the crash remains under investigation, Deputy Fire Chief Justin Woodside told local outlet uh, Boston 25 News that since they have taken out the tow booths uh, there at what used to be Interchange 14 at the Mass Pike, uh, he says they've seen an increase in tractor-trailer rollovers on both of those ramps. 
usually we see them roll over and they end up on the bridge. And we've been saying one of these days, somebody's going to be going either fast or something's going to happen and they're going to end up in the river. They did. That is just totally amazing. I, <laughs> you know, now if you're listening to the podcast and you're not able to see this, uh, just, just do a, do a search for, uh, uh, truck flying off bridge into river and, uh, I'll bring it up right there. What a trip, though. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, we were, you know, we can't get out of here without talking about the uh, People's Convoy. Have you been watching those videos? Isn't that neat? I was watching uh, one video. Can't show it because they, it's, it's copyrighted material. But, uh, and they may get angry. But uh, do a search for Springfield. Springfield, Missouri. A guy up there did a video of a, uh, used a drone, and it was just amazing. I mean, it just really, you know, just made you feel good inside. People all over the place up there in uh, Springfield, Missouri, across the bridge. Two ladder trucks from the fire department up there. They had the American flag strung between them. Hey, it was just got me right there, man, right in the heart. Anyway, they are in uh, taking off from Sullivan, Missouri this morning. They're going to be arriving in Indianapolis tonight. They're going to be in Indianapolis, going to stay there all night. And uh, they'll be there, it looks like, till Thursday. So they're going to park and pay attention to what President Biden has to say tonight. And uh, uh, they'll depart from uh, Indianapolis Thursday morning, Thursday evening, Cambridge, Ohio. Then on Friday, uh, they'll leave uh, Cambridge, and they'll make it to Hagerstown, Maryland. And Saturday's the big day. Saturday, March 5th, that's when they are due to arrive in uh, D.C. Be looking for that on the Beltway. I, I know this thing over there between the Ukraine and uh, Russia, that's been, you know, taking over the news cycle. And, and it should. You know, but uh, a lot of, you know, just got to go to YouTube. Check out YouTube. There, there are a lot of guys up there using uh, live stream where you can actually hang out in their trucks, you know, while they're going down the road, be part of it. Spot rates from last week. Spot rates, of course, is a, an average rate per mile that a broker is paying a truck to move a load from point A to point B for a specific type of equipment. Vans up 0.4%, flatbed starting to rebound, and we it should. It's that time of the year. Flatbed uh, spot rates up 1.4%, refrigerated freight down 0.7%. It's normal this time of year. You'll see those rates rebound before too long. Spot rates from last month, this month against last month. Van uh, rates pretty much flat, same rate, 310 a mile on average. Flatbed up 5 cents a mile, up to 317. Refrigerated down seven cents uh, per mile, down to three fifty-two. These are just averages. All right, we are got a lot of stuff to do. Oh, what yeah, man? Did you see this video? I mean, this is just wild. You, you know, we're talking about Ukraine here. Uh, let's put this up here. Uh, this is a guy over in Ukraine found a landmine. He picked it up with his hands, and he's moving it. <laughs> he's smoking a cigarette at the same time. Man, you got to give it to these Ukrainians. They they have got it. I mean, it just, 
I pray for them. You know, they're they're in my thoughts. They're in my prayers, just like I'm sure every American. You know, and I know every American would. You know, they, you want to do more. You want our country to do more, but you've got to. You know, some some people are saying there's no reason. You know, but you know, we got Putin over there right now, and he's off his rocker. He he's he's quit taking his medication or something, and he's threatened threatening nukes. And I think that's got the whole world kind of holding their breath, you know. But this guy here, I mean, that just that just blew me away when I uh, saw that. And we'll we'll finish up today. <laughs> uh, finish up this video podcast in Georgia. You may or may not have seen this uh, over in Georgia. Yep, there's cows uh, caught on a ring doorbell. Normally quiet neighborhood invaded by dozens of cows. They were mooing, uh, eating, and the the, the house there, the the lady's kind of upset because they kind of trampled her yard, fertilized it, obviously, and uh, got cow prints all over the yard as well as her uh, shrubs or whatever next to the house. They're gone now. They were eight. (laughs) Look at them go, man. That's crazy. But... uh, the cows made their way uh, to the neighborhood after traveling nearly two miles from a dairy farm. Go figure. <laughs> okay. Oh, let me get me myself back up here. We uh, kind of ran out of room there, didn't we? All right. That is pretty much going to wrap it up uh, for today. Oh, one more thing. I don't want you to be upset with me. The uh, impossible question of the day. The average woman begins to regret this about 70 in about 70 minutes. The average woman begins to regret this in about 70 minutes. What is it? Wearing high heels. <laughs> All right, now you know. Now if you're a, a lady listening to this, you're probably shaking your head going, "Yep, that's that's about right." All right. Hey, if you got any questions, comments, uh, you want to get a hold of me, feel free to. You can email me at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Uh, Skype, FBTV. Uh, if you want to call me, you can call me at Taltoa, 479-668-0838, Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. <laughs>